Good morning, 810 News Radio 92.3. I'm Andrew McKay. It's the Pensacola Morning News. And uh, Sheriff Bob Johnson always joins us on a Monday to get us caught up on what's going on in San Rosa County law enforcement news. Sheriff, welcome back to the show, sir. Hey, good morning, Andrew. Did I catch you mid, uh, mid-hacking? mid Is that what I'm... <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> no, that's okay. That's yeah. okay. Yeah, I got this pollen thing going on. Pollen? Never heard of it. Yeah, <laughs> it's like my whole car turned yellow over the over the day. You know, it's crazy. I I never knew much about it until we moved here. I'm like, oh my god, this is ridiculous. Anyway, um, oh, yeah. you guys had a, a kind of a neat story from maybe a week or two ago, but I think it might have actually been a prior to that. Like it might have been actually maybe a December story. Um, I saw it on South Santa Rosa News. Um, you got a deputy Bailey Chapman who wound up saving uh, a guy's life because of a traffic stop. Yeah, great story. So, you know, she he was driving erratically and everything, so she was thinking, you know, like most cops do, uh, either texting or DUI, and uh, ends up pulling him over, and he was having, a, I guess, an event, um, a medical event, and um, he ended up, he had a brain tumor, and he would not have found that out if it wasn't for the traffic stop. Yeah, I mean, I just, you know, I love the, obviously people are paying attention and somebody's driving erratically, that's first and foremost a public safety hazard, regardless of the cause. Yeah. But the right. fact that, you know, this turned into a medical assistance, basically, and eventually got the guy, you know, life-saving help, I assume. So, I mean, you know, kudos to yeah. her. And, you know, because I'm sure your first inclination when somebody, you know, stumbles out of the car, imagining that's what happened, oh, yeah. you're not thinking, oh, oh they probably yeah. have a brain tumor. Yeah, <laughs> no, no. I mean, we see a lot of things on our traffic stops and, and brain tumors. Uh, yeah, that doesn't happen very often. So it was um, it, it was great that he discovered it and, you know, was getting care and is going to be okay. That's the main thing. No, I, I, I love it. I agree. Um, you guys just started a foundation, something the Escambia County Sheriff's Office did a couple of years ago, a fundraising yeah. slash, you know, do good things in the community kind of arm. But you guys just right. like just started this, right? We did, and um, we just started the 501c3 process, and um, hopefully we're going to get that uh, awarded to us here shortly. But, yeah, we've got a board of directors, and we've set up all the necessary paperwork, and so that's the thing we're waiting on is the 501c3 paperwork. Okay, all right. And this would allow you – I mean, PPD has one, as you know, Game yeah. has one. Uh, th- this would allow you to – you know, take donations, fundraise, and do cool things in the community. What you know, what we kind of have recently been calling community policing, sort of with outreach and activities, and you know that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, exactly. It, it's a way for us to give back to the community that helps us so much. Um, you know, they help us with so many things, and we always get people trying to donate money to the agency. You know, and they're saying, mm-hmm. "Hey, you know, uh, how can I help?" And they want to write checks to us, and obviously as a government entity that's uh, problematic. So um, with this foundation, we'll be able to say, hey, this is how you can help. Do you have any, um, I don't know, particular projects or wish list or, you know, what you want to do with the money that you start getting? Um, Yeah, well, part of it is going to be set aside for, um, uh, you know, deputies. And basically what right now we have two deputies that um, medically are not doing very well. Um, one has cancer, another one has, um, liver failure. And so, yeah. And, you know, when you start talking about chemo treatments and you start talking about, you know, other things that you need, dialysis, things, anything like that, um, that can be pretty expensive, even though we have a great health insurance program, the deductibles can be, you know, pretty good. Right. So, um, you know, that's another way for us to help deputies as well. So, you know, and it, if something comes up in the community that, that they need assistance with monetarily wise, you know, or somebody 
out in the community has a house fire and they're homeless. I mean, there's so many different things we can do with the money. No, that makes sense. And I've seen some of the things that, you know, that uh, Sheriff Simmons has done. And I think it's a, again, it's private money. So do, you know, give and use and do and that all fine by me. No, you know, I don't even think I really have much input. I'm, you know, I'm not paying taxes for it, so it's fine by me. Right. Um, you, FHP, a bunch of uh, deputies or a bunch of um, uh, troopers got sent to the Mexico-Texas border on Friday. Yeah. The governor was here in Pensacola and talking about that. Also, some state guard as well. Um, has the Santa Rosa Sheriff's Office been asked to do this or ever sent anybody? Yeah, we've never sent anybody, and um, FSA one time put out a thing, uh, Florida Sheriff's Association, saying anybody that can do it get assist. Um, but, you know, we're a mid-sized agency. We've got um, about 400 sworn, so uh, we're not one of the bigger ones. The, the deputies that go down there usually come from uh, agencies like Orange County Sheriff's Office, okay. uh, Dade County, Palm Beach, where, you know, they have like 3,000 deputies. So sending them 30 is not going to, you know, it's not going to hamstring them in any portion you know, anyway. So um, they send deputies, um, Jacksonville, Tampa, you know, all those huge agencies. They really are the brunt of, of the deputies going down there. I got you. That makes sense. Uh, we're talking to Sheriff Bob Johnson, Santa Rosa County Sheriff. We'll be back to him in just a second. Jake's got traffic on the fives. This traffic report is brought to you by Frontier Motors. Uh, if you're on Highway 90 this morning westbound, it's really backed up getting onto Scenic Highway from an accident at Fish Camp Road. Uh, it's a vehicle crash with injuries, so crews are on the scene. Otherwise, around town, we're looking really good. I-10 and I-110 are at posted speeds, and uh, Highway uh, 98 through Gulf Breeze and Navarre is looking good. Frontier Motors, the only dealer Dave Ramsey recommends in Pensacola. Frontier Motors on Beverly Parkway. I'm Jake Walker with your traffic on the fives. Thanks so much, Jake. Uh, back to Sheriff Bob Johnson. Um we, I didn't ask you the question because I'd asked you when I got you on the phone, but uh, any incidents or events of note from a law enforcement perspective uh, over the weekend of last week? Uh, not over the weekend, really, but I am going back to Tallahassee. Or uh, The bill we talked about last time has passed through all the committees, Okay, and it's going to the floor uh, at the House um, Tuesday, or excuse me, Wednesday. Oh, okay. It's going to be the vote. So we're going back out there for that. And, and that would be the bill to go. allow you to opt in to put that you have, for example, a special needs child in your car, that it would come up on your registration when the police look at it. Is that the right one? That is it. Okay. That's so it. they and, just um, know like said, that that's, passed, yeah. Yeah, it's passed all the hurdles except for the vote on the Senate and the House floor, which, like I said, hopefully uh, will go good. Well, excellent. I was saying, and you were going to tell me something else you were doing. Um, oh, we were going to talk about the uh, right lane. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just didn't, I didn't know if, I was, if there was another one I was missing. But, yeah, the um, governor also yeah. said that he wants to get input from local law enforcement about the practical, rubber meets the road, pun intended, of uh, enforcing the ban, proposed ban on left lane drivers, an even more robust version of it than we already have. Uh, he just kind of said, what's this going to look like? Are we going to task resources to it? What will it really look like on the road? Your thoughts? Would that be a useful law to have in place from your perspective? Yeah, but the thing he's worried about, the thing everybody's worried about really is the enforcement arm of it. So, um, you know, and I pull people over for this. So there'll be somebody, and I hear it from all the citizens all the time. They're like, it is so aggravating. It'll be 55 miles an hour on Highway 98, and there's a guy doing 45 in a fast lane, and we'll get over so I've written a couple of tickets, um, but it's just so problematic because all they really have to say is, well, no, I was going to turn left right up here. 
and there's no way to prove that they weren't going to turn left right up there. So um, it, I think it's going to it's going to be problematic. Let's just put it that way. Okay. Yeah, I think I think this one is specifically for like at highway speeds. I don't remember the number, but I think it was 65 and yeah. up. So maybe the right. maybe for that's interstate. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, it just it is so dangerous, right? People passing on the right is one of the major sources of highway accidents, right? Yeah, it is. And but you know, a lot of people that are on I ten and M that we stop. I won't say the majority, but it's probably forty percent or so of the people we stop on I ten for whatever infraction. They're not from Florida, mm. and I don't know of many other states in America that have that that law about you have to get out of the left hand lane. So, you know. I, even though they're causing a problem, you're a deputy, you pull a guy over and he's from, you know, he's from New Mexico. Right. And you pull him over. Do you feel, I mean, can you, you can write him a ticket because he's in Florida. He has to abide by Florida laws. But um, the question is, is how does a deputy conscious feel of, hey, I'm going to write this guy a ticket and he has no clue that we had a law like this <laughs> right. kind of thing. <laughs> you know, you're like. I feel bad for the guy that he's going to sit there and get a ticket, and he's like, oh, I have no clue. I didn't, you know. And so. and that's what I actually appreciate that the governor is kind of approaching it this way of getting some feedback from law enforcement officers who were yeah. raised those very because you know every it's like unfunded mandates to the government. It's like you know unenforceable mandates that the government makes you guys enforce, and all of a sudden, oh, that's a lot more tricky yeah. than we had thought. You know, so I'm I'm glad he's doing that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, me too. Me too. Sheriff Bob Johnson, Santa Rosa Sheriff Bob Johnson, always joins us on a Monday. As always, Sheriff, thank you for the time. Uh, thanks for caring about, enough about people to go to Tallahassee to advocate for this bill, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. All right. Thank you, Andrew. You bet. 820 on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. If you're thinking about having a beautiful lawn come summer, well, you need to think about that before summer, right? You think about that now. You think about what needs to be done now or very soon in order to ensure that the June and July experience is what you want it to be. Well, you start with the NSEC Healthy Lawn Program, uh, lush, keeping weeds to a minimum, eight annual applications timed and programmed and targeted for your specific lawn, uh, free lawn analysis and an estimate. The initial soil sample indicates what particular amendments you need for your lawn and create a plan for success. You get nutrient applications, standard service visits, including uh, seasonal pre-emergent weed control, broadleaf and grassy weed control, turf damaging, insect control, and fungicide application. In addition to NSEC's Healthy Lawn Program, there's a Healthy Landscape Program that you can use for uh, tree and shrub care, aeration, grass plugs, and even grass types. Sign up today, get your first lawn application free with any new annual lawn program that includes the initial soil sample, lime treatment on an average size yard, you can find out more or sign up at NSEC, E-N-S-E-C dot net. Why is Bray Jewelers the best place to buy an engagement ring? Come in and see our selection. I promise you we have more diamond engagement rings than you'll see anywhere in the panhandle of Florida. But it's what you do for people that they don't expect that they remember. The little things that we do, we want to deliver special experiences for you at Beret. We love doing what we do and we love making people happy. We want every person that walks into the store to feel like you're part of our family. I want everybody to have an amazing experience at Beret Jewelers. Advertising, marketing, digital marketing. These are all words you hear a lot about in today's world, but what do they mean? How do you get started? You can start by tuning into the Pensacola Expert Panel today at 10.30 a.m. Join me, Lexi Mendoza, and I'll show you how to navigate the fast-growing landscape of digital advertising today at 10.30 a.m. on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel on News Radio 92.3 and AM 1620. Text or call with your questions, 850-437-1620.
Wrap up your day with all of the national, state, local sports and entertainment news with Pensacola right now with Joe and Austin on News Radio 92.3. Well, this has been sufficiently awkward. Pensacon was fun. Pensacon is always fun. I like seeing all the costumes and just being around the people and, you know, talking to some of the celebrities. I actually, uh, the only celebrity I, I really wanted to meet that I didn't hadn't met before was um, Garrett Dillahunt, who, uh, you know, I loved him in Terminator, Sarah Connor Chronicles, and Raising Hope, and uh, he was in Life too, which was with Damian Lewis, and a fabulous character in that. And I told him that. I said, I think you're, you know, one of the best character actors I know, and I I kind of feel bad that you haven't gotten that, like, huge big break. He's like, you know, it's funny. Um, he was saying this to me. He said, um, every actor feels like they're capable of more. You know, he's like, Brad Pitt thinks he's capable of being in bigger shows. <laughs> you know, like, everybody thinks they're capable of more. And so, and and, and also the the ability to tell what thing is going to hit or not is just, he's, I'm like, it's total alchemy. And he's like, yeah, you, you never know. He was telling me about how his, uh, his friend David Harbour called him one time. He's like, man, I'm looking at this show and uh, it's got a bunch of kids and there's like dungeons and dragons and weird creatures and some upside down world. And I don't know, man. He's like, well, you know, do the work you got in front of you to do. So he does it in stranger things. <laughs> you just, you never know, right? Which thing is going to take off. Anyway, here's a, he was a real sweetheart, uh, very nice, very, you know, just a just a person who happens to do acting, you know, for a job. So that was kind of a neat thing. Also, um <laughs> I was I don't know if you watched any of the um uh interviews that Channel Three was doing. Alan Strum was there on location. I talked to him for a minute. Uh, but he was doing interviews with folks and um it's it's an awkward thing to try to do on the spot interviews, you know, with people, and you may not know for sure who they are or whatever. But uh, the one with James Marsters from Buffy, the Vampire Slayer, this one made me laugh so much. I just want you to hear it. Here's it was part one. Conventions are like heaven on earth. Uh, everyone's beautiful, everyone's safe, and you can be whatever you want to be. And it's kind of like heaven that way. And so, if anybody wants to have fun, if anyone, anybody wants to have a good conversation with an interesting person who doesn't take themselves too seriously or is funny, just come on down. Uh, I have never met anyone that was at a convention that wished that they didn't come to a convention. Right, right. And that's where it got funny to me. And thoughts so far on the Pensacola area? Have you been here before? Dude, I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 I'll be honest with you. I see a lot of airports. Uh, hotel rooms and convention centers, music venues, and sound stages. And I don't see a lot else. So I've been all over the world, man, but I've seen almost nothing of it. So, like, I've been to Barcelona, I have no idea what that's like. I've been to Prague, no idea. You know, London, a little bit. Um, so, like, uh, I gotta say, the bed's soft. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, well, that is good news. We like to hear that. We are so glad to have you. The James Marsters. Yeah, the people are fabulous. So I love, I love uh, Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> ah. <laughs> now, so I, I couldn't tell if he was making a joke, you know, or if he wasn't sure, or he just, like, random city in Florida. But I get what he's talking about, because if you fly into these cons, you're at the thing. And then, you know, maybe whoever's hosting you takes you out to dinner. Or maybe, the, I don't know. And, you know, you see that restaurant and then that's it. You know, he's not like going to the museum and the beach. 
I would think most likely. So I can I get exactly how this would happen. That you'd go to all these places all over the world and basically meet fans and see the inside of convention centers and sound stages. I, I can relate. You, you a little were a bit drummer to going that. all over the world, right? Yeah, I toured all over the world, man. I mean, when I was overseas, I did you know have time to walk around and see things, and but you know being here in the states, especially like being on a stadium tour, yeah. every stadium pretty much looks the same. They have the same amenities. You don't get a chance to get out much. And then when you're on the, like the bar, you know. Uh, if, county fair circuit you it pretty much all kind of blends in you know yeah, yeah I, and and i can certainly i mean i appreciate that somebody can remember what city they're in but i also don't blame them if they can't right. i really i mean i don't you know yeah. it's pensacola to us and to them it's just you know place number four right you know i, I understand that uh let's get traffic jake go ahead this traffic report brought to you by ecua on highway 90 westbound Really, really backed up this morning, getting onto Scenic Highway from an accident that we had earlier on Fish Camp Road. That is a vehicle crash with injuries. Crews are on the scene, so really, really slow getting onto Scenic Highway this morning from Highway 90. Uh, other than that, around town, we're looking great. Highway 98 is looking good through Gulf Breeze and Navarre. I-10 and I-110 are at posted speeds. Highway 29 is clear from the cutoff in, in uh, Molino through uh, Cantonment. If you do see anything else out there, you can always call or text our traffic tip line, 437-1620. ECUA Bulk Waste Service is now call for pickup. Call by 2 p.m. the day before your service day. Learn more at ecua.fl.gov. I'm Jake Walker with your traffic on the fives. Sunshine and every bite. Sunshine in every bite, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> did, I get the wrong, did I get the wrong thing there? Sorry. I'm just going to throw that on every single ad read. Be like, Frontier Motors, there's sunshine, sunshine in, every, in bite. every bite. Speaking of which, look what I have in my hand. Oh, <laughs> Frontier that. Motors, that's right. Oh, man. Frontier is a great place to buy your next vehicle, used vehicle, but almost new, kind of like you know, used cars you don't have to worry about. One, two, three years young, you know. 10, 15, maybe 20,000 miles, you know, in great condition. You get a good price, and then you drive it for a long time. That's how I do. That's how Dave Ramsey recommends to do, and certainly that's the kind of car they specialize in at Frontier. We just been, we went there to buy – we weren't even buying a car. We were just test driving, but the car was exactly what we wanted. The price was fantastic. They were great, and so we just bought it. And they were, they have been great afterwards, too, which is, you know, kind of a unexpected pleasure for dealing with a used car place. But Frontier Motors, great place to serve the Pensacola community for more than 25 years, right behind that big buffalo on Beverly Parkway. Be sure to tell him Andrew McKay says hi. Uh, David Wayne is in the newsroom this morning with our headlines. David? The chairwoman of the Republican National Committee is going to be stepping down. Ronna McDaniel announced today she'll be giving up that post next month. This comes after former President Trump endorsed North Carolina GOP chairman Michael Watley for that job. Uh, McDaniel said serving as chair for seven years has been an honor and privilege. Well, last week's AT&T outage turned out not to be the result of a cyber attack, but experts do say it would give it's given us a bit of a taste as to what it would feel like if it were. All of a sudden, 911 calls don't go through anymore. A lot of uh, services that you might use on your phone where you don't have Wi-Fi, those, those go down. Uh, that's Professor Max Kilger, and he says the outage should be a wake-up call for businesses that not only do they need to address cybersecurity, but also have an action plan on what to do if their cell networks were to go down. All right, very good, David. Thanks so much for the update. 829 News Radio 92.3. I'm still stuck a little bit on this KFC cheatsa thing. It's a uh, fried chicken, like a strip, I guess. Mm-hmm. It is, it's a, not a, a piece. It's, yeah. Um, and then they put uh, tomato sauce, well, they put sauce and cheese and then pepperoni. So it's pizza on a fried chicken, which sounds fantastic to mm-hmm. me. Or if you want to think about it, it's a uh, chicken parmigiana you can hold in your hand plus pepperoni.
which, I mean, I will try it. I, you know, there's not very many foods that I will not try. By the way, if you ever think about it, you can pretty much take any topping like on pizza or pasta, and you can put whatever starch underneath it, the rice, the, the pizza dough, uh, pasta, and it, baked potato. It all kind of works. Fox News. I'm Chris Foster. A member of the Air Force who set himself on fire outside the Israeli embassy in Washington yelling free Palestine has died. Aaron Bushnell was from San Antonio, Texas. The Palestinian Authority's prime minister resigns. It's under pressure to reform and improve. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu says no to the PA governing Gaza and the West Bank as part of a Palestinian state. Unfortunately, I think that what they want is a, is a one-state solution. They don't want a state next to Israel. They want a state... Uh, instead of Israel. He was on Fox and Friends. An ally of Russian opposition leader Alexei Navalny says he was about to be freed in a prisoner swap when he died in prison. Maria Pevchik says the 47-year-old was going to be swapped for a Russian hitman being held by the United States and the freedom of two U.S. citizens was also part of the deal. Fox's Jonathan Savage Pevchik says Russian President Vladimir Putin had Navalny killed to sabotage the deal. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning, it's 831, News Radio 92.3, warming up nice out there, 65 degrees sunshine right now. Well, thousands of people were downtown for Pensacon over the weekend. The three-day event wrapped up yesterday, drew a, a huge crowd in downtown Pensacola, some of them in full costume, like Kimmy Riley Taylor was. People have been grabbing me, taking selfies all day. I don't have any idea who these people are, so it's just really cool. I like the vibe. It's just really nice out here. And she tells Channel 3 it was her first Pensacon experience to wrap up this year's event. A big announcement was made for next year. The event will be held on Valentine's weekend for 2025. They've also announced their first 12 guests. Check out Pensacon.com or social media and you can get a list of those first 12 guests new details about the large great white shark that washed up in navarre on friday the national oceanic and atmospheric administration conducted a necropsy on the animal they determined the shark was about 30 years old measured 15 feet long weighed 1500 pounds initially there had been some confusion about the possibility of that shark being pregnant but officials now say the shark was not pregnant and it had not reached the sexual maturity age so it couldn't have been as of yet, uh, they have not officially released the cause of death for the shark. There's still some pending tests for that. A 26-year-old Pensacola man is dead after a motorcycle crash on I-110. This happened over the weekend. Uh, near mile marker 2, FHP says the rider was traveling at a high rate of speed when he crashed into the back of a truck. The motorcyclist was pronounced dead at the scene. The driver of the truck was not hurt. A black Republican lawmaker defending former President Trump for remarks the NAACP and others have called racist. Well, dang, if the government's going after him with foolishness, uh, he can't be that bad, especially considering the fact that Joe Biden is terrible at his job. That, of course, Congressman Byron Donalds, uh, he was on NBC's Meet the Press, and he addressed Trump's comment last week that black voters support him because of his indictments. Uh, Donalds called the indictments against Trump political persecution and said that is something that black people have to deal with in the justice system. The former president recently uh, confirmed that Representative Donalds is on his short list of possible running mates. At least two more Florida children now have measles after uh, the state surgeon general ignored federal guidelines for containing an outbreak at an elementary school recently. Six children at one school contracted the disease about a week ago. Now two more kids have the illness. 
Surgeon General Joseph Latipo said he's leaving it up to parents whether to send their unvaccinated kids back to the school. The government recommends staying at home for three weeks to stop the spread. And uh, SpaceX off to a good start this week. The company launching more Starlink satellites yesterday left off at uh, Cape Canaveral Space Force Station happened on Sunday evening. They sent two dozen satellites into low Earth orbit that'll expand their Starlink Internet network. It is 835 at News Radio 92.3. Time to get a look at our traffic on the fives. Jake, what are you seeing? Not much out there. This traffic report is brought to you by Fresh from Florida. Highway 90 westbound, a little backed up getting onto Scenic Highway this morning. We had an accident there earlier at Fish Camp Road. Uh, that was a vehicle crash with injuries, but crews are getting that uh, cleared up right now. It doesn't look like it's causing major slowdowns right now. And also in Milton, Pine Blossom Road at Pine Terrace Circle and Willard Norris Road in Milton. Sorry about that. Uh, we do have a vehicle crash there with debris in the roadway. So if you're on Pine Blossom Road this morning in Milton, uh, just be careful heading through that area. Otherwise, we're looking great around town. I-10 and I-110 are at posted speeds. Highway 98 through Gulf Breeze and Navarre is flowing smoothly. And uh, Highway 29 South through Cantonment is looking good. Uh, if you see anything else out there, let us know. 437-1620. Call or text. Meal planning is work, so let Fresh from Florida help. Learn what's in season and browse hundreds of recipes at freshfromflorida.com. Eat healthier with Fresh from Florida. There's sunshine in every bite. I'm Jake Walker with your Traffic on the Fives. Thank David? you. Thank you very much, Jake. And now our Channel 3 forecast. We will have a beautiful day today with mostly sunny skies. Temperatures warming near 72 degrees for your high. Overnight tonight, temperatures dropping near 63 degrees. As you go into Tuesday, mostly sunny skies with high near 73. Tuesday night, temperatures dropping near 65. Beautiful weather continues for Wednesday with partly cloudy skies. High near 77, 20% chance of rain. Stay connected to Channel 3 News First Morning Weather Team. Download the WEAR-TV weather app. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Morning Weather Center. Right now, it is 65 and sunny in Pensacola, 62 in Gulf Breeze, 60 in Milton. Your next news at 9 o'clock. Your money now this morning. Markets are uh, not not changed a whole lot. The Dow is up 64.65 at 39.196.18. S&P 500 up 809 at 5,096.65. NASDAQ up 25.10 today. At 1621.92. Our 10 year bond rate is up just slightly at 4.26%. Gold prices down $10.90 at 2038.50. Silver prices down 42 cents at 22.56. And Bitcoin down 312.57 this morning at 51.487.30. Amazon is officially joining the Dow Jones Industrial Average today. The e commerce giant replacing Walgreens Boost Alliance in the 30 stock index. Analysts say the addition of Amazon will increase the Dow's exposure to tech and consumer retail business. AT&T providing customers affected by last week's network outage a $5 credit. They issued a statement on their website. The cellular provider says customers should receive that $5 within their next two billing cycles. And Navy Federal Credit Union has been accused of using racially motivated lending practices. The world's largest credit union named in a class action lawsuit claiming they approved white mortgage applications at a higher rate than black and Latino applicants. The credit union uh, 
has been under fire before for its lending practices. Navy Federal released a statement standing by their mortgage loan practices. They say they look forward to responding to the claims in the lawsuit in court. It is 8.38, our next news at 9, breaking news anytime. I'm David Wayne for News Radio 92.3. You know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune in to What Your Money Would Say with Andrew McNair of Swan Capital, Saturdays at 1, to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do all the things you've dreamt about doing in retirement. Don't miss What Your Money Would Say with Andrew McNair, Saturdays at 1. Firm offers insurance services, advisory services offered through Swan Capital, LLC. The following message is sponsored by the Florida Department of Elder Affairs, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. Sarah is 64 and loves to garden. Recently, her health insurance ran out, leaving her worried about more than just weeds. She called the Elder Helpline and spoke with a volunteer shine counselor about her options. There, she received free, unbiased counseling on health insurance for those on Medicare. For more information or to volunteer, call 1-800-963-5337 or go to floridashine.org. Congressman Matt Gates. We are here focused on a weaponized government. Donald Trump Jr. We're here tonight to talk about the great American story. In a Pensacola town hall meeting tomorrow at the Palafox Wharf waterfront, Matt Gates and Donald Trump Jr. will discuss the biggest issues of our time. The doors open at 5 p.m., but if you can't make it, you can listen to the entire town hall meeting right here. News Radio Pensacola. Informative, local, dependable. Everybody was Kung Fu fighting. <laughs> I admire your deductive processes. Ooh, yeah. Um, I'm going to have to go ahead and sort of disagree with you there. Oh, idiot. Food fight! Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. This conversation can serve no purpose anymore. Goodbye. All right, um... This is one that I'm more just curious to see what you say. Okay? I, I don't have a strong opinion about this. In fact, I think that my own practice is um, irrational. <laughs> but that's why I want to ask you the question, all right? So if you're cooking on the stove and you've got a pot and no, you don't have pot. You have a pot, okay? You're cooking, <laughs> cooking with pot. Cooking, cook, yeah, whatever. You do your thing. Um, you do you. Uh, so you're cooking in a pot, and that pot has a lid on it. Now, it doesn't have to be a pot. It could be a pan. It could be an uh, electric skillet. Anything. The key is the lid. The lid is what I want to focus on here. Okay? You're cooking. The lid is hot, so you take the lid off. Now what? Mm. What do you do with your lid when you take it off before you put it back on? What do you do with it? I mean, you might think this is an obvious, but I'm I'm genuinely asking the question. Four three seven sixteen twenty. What is the right way to handle the in use lid while it's temporarily off the pot? I give you a couple of options. Okay, option okay. A. You put the lid on the counter, handle side up, the same way you would put it on the pot, but it's just on the counter. Okay, so you're putting it straight on the counter, with the, like the metal basically down. Option B. You invert it. So you're putting it handle side down, if that's even possible, depending on the configuration of your pot top. Uh, but you put it handle side down uh, so that all the drippings and the whatever are kind of kept inside, sort of. Also, the metal's not touching the counter. 
Okay. Uh, option number three is just holding your hand. Now, if you have a fourth option, I'd love to hear it. Four, three, seven, sixteen, twenty. Um, but I'm just, you know, this is one of those like I feel like I'm probably weird. Okay, I'll tell you what I do in a minute. Um, but that's why I ask you the question: When you're cooking, you take a lid off the pot. What do you do, Jake? You're always the first one. To, you always get to go first. You should feel so privileged. I do. I really do. <laughs> this is one of the things in my life that I really uh, regard as one of those moments where I think, you know, I've arrived. <laughs> you get to the you get the Disney Fast Pass every single time. <laughs> yep. Uh, I I take it handle side up and I lay it. You know, I have a double sink. Okay. And uh, I lay it on that little partition in the middle oh. so that the drippings, you know, the condensation can just okay. go right in the sink. And Answer four. I like up. it. Yeah. All right. Mm -hmm. But so your stove is next to your sink? No, there's a little <laughs> bit of drippage in between, but I mean, the, the, it's pretty small. It's a okay. pretty small kitchen. So. But you, you use the uh, in-between portion of the double sink. Mm -hmm. okay. I just lay it right there until I'm done. And Interesting. If it drips, then it drips into the sink. All right. I, my, my sink partition is generally not. Uh, sanitary enough that I would trust it to do that. So hmm. uh, just that's ruled out for me. But it's interesting because I never heard that. That's maybe, why I like to ask these questions. Maybe I, I won't do that anymore now four, that you say that. Three seven sixteen twenty four three seven sixteen twenty. 24, uh, Somebody here says, um, I yell cilantro and throw the lid in the fireplace. <laughs> what? I don't even know. What are you, Donald Trump? Um, weird Uncle Trump. Uh, Uncle Donald, sorry. Weird Uncle Donald. Inverted. See, okay. Can I... I do the inverted thing, mm. and I don't really know why. I think maybe the thought process from back in the day with the, like, Formica mobile home, you know, or back in the day living with my parents or you know, whatever, okay, before the current, because we have a I don't know, marble or granite. Somebody's going to call me until I get it wrong, but I don't know the difference. It's, it's a stone, you know, uh, a, a finished surface. And what I always thought was something like this. It's probably not good for the counter to have that hot piece of metal right on it. Because I will put a, um, uh, you know, a heating a heat pad or a pot holder or something underneath a pan. I don't put those directly on the counter. And to me, the lid is kind of like that. So I realize I always put it inverted. Like I'm just, it's if it's good enough for my hand, it's good enough for the counter. Just, but that is all kinds of problems. You know, the it's not built for that. It burns your hand half the time. It still leaks on the counter. And I sit there thinking the other day, I'm like, why do I do this? This doesn't seem rational, but it's a lot of trouble to put the electric skillet lid upside down instead of just, you know, right side up wherever I want to put it. So I'm just, that's what I was kind of curious what people do. 437-1620. Uh, somebody says, I set it wherever it's convenient and not counterproductive. Lip side down. Okay, the same way. See, I, I guess I'm thinking, you know what I want? You know what I want? I want your permission. I want you to tell me it's okay to do it handle side up. That's what I want to hear. I realize all of a sudden I'm just this is just validation for me to change my ways. Somebody says um, invert the lid on the counter. I have a tile counter and it's largely impervious to heat. Well, that'd be the other way around. That would be handle side up. Then if it's impervious to heat, who cares? Uh, set on a towel, handle side up. Okay, all right, I see you there. Uh, handle on the counter on top of a towel. Okay, I, again, I'm not there, but I understand where you're coming from. Um, I put my lid handle side down, or if I'm organized enough, I place a dishcloth on the counter and put it handle side up. 
So on the cloth, which makes the cloth dirty. Okay, all right, I see you. I'm, I'm learning something here. I'm seeing always alternatives I had not considered. Uh, before we go too much farther with this, Jake, let's get traffic on the fives. All right, we're looking really good on our roadways out there. Uh, I'm not really seeing anything now. No major slowdowns, no accidents reported by FHP. I-10 and I-110 are at posted speeds. No delays on Burgess or Olive. Gulf Beach Highway not showing any delays. Highway 90 is clear coming out of Milton through Pace. Cervantes is clear through the curve on Scenic Highway. And uh, Gregory Street, Garden Street, Palafox, all checking in clear. If you see anything out there slowing you down, you can always call or text our traffic tip line. That number is 437-1620. I'm Jake Walker with your traffic on the fives. Uh, some of our more wealthy listeners, I got one text in here and says, I have a combo lid stand spoon rest next to the stove. Must be nice with your three pools. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. I know they're not. <laughs> I'm going to use that $5 I'm getting back from AT&T and order that bad boy. AT&T to the rescue. <laughs> the $5. We screwed up your your life for a day on Thursday. Oh, that's funny. Um, oh, that's a whole d- different topic, though, is, you know, do you put the stirrer, spatula, spoon, whatever, uh, directly on the counter or on? My mom used to actually have a thing called, it was called a spooner, and it was a place to put the spoon that was dirty, and then you clean it but of course once you use it one time it's just as dirty as anything else so uh whatever but that's you know that's that's a good point you know they have a, a combo area for that somebody says uh let's see i hold it if i'm just doing a quick look or a stir otherwise i put it on the stovetop handle up if i'm doing more since i'll be cleaning it afterwards inverted that's what my mother did see i think i probably just picked this up from my mom that's what i probably did because I'm, you know, and sometimes you're like, well, why does, you know, why do you always cut the ends off the turkey? Well, it turns out that four generations ago, that's how big the stove was, right? I mean, you know, it's that kind of a thing. Why do we do it? I don't know. Saw mom do it. Why mess with success, you know? I set it on the glass top stove surface, then use the hot condensation from the lid to clean the stove top after replacing the lid. I feel like I'm in the presence of greatness. <laughs> Because, <laughs> you know, things on the stovetop, if you do not clean them aggressively all the time, do sometimes get a little set in. And this will heat and humidify, which is what water does, and make it... Mm, mm, I feel like I learned a whole new thing about the world right now. Four three, of course, in the process of putting it on the stove, I have to be sure that I pick a stove burner that's not hot. And an electric stove, that's always a bit of a gamble for me. Four three seven sixteen twenty. I put the lid on the stove. Non-used burner handle side up. Uh, I have it uh, a fully attached to my ceiling. There's a line pull from the pulley with a hook on the end that dropped just above. <laughs> I hooked the lid, just pull the line, and it lifts the lid for me. And of course, I'm joking. That, but it was a pretty thing to imagine. And I think of you as being the same person that's got like the alarm clock is connected to the bowling ball that rolls the pin down the Rube Goldberg machine to wake you up in the morning, like on yep. Tom and Jerry. Uh, somebody says I hold the lid and use it as a plate to cool off food to taste it with. And if I add spices or salt or whatever, I have like an experimenter's mm. palate there, like an artist. Wow. I, I, I do always feel like I could ask any question and I will learn something. <laughs> yep. mm-hmm. I will, I will, you will have an answer that I had not even considered and I'll be impressed with it. And that is our best answer of the day so far. That and also the clean the stovetop with the, um, uh, the humidification. 849 on News Radio 923. Um, speaking of stoves, Christina Leavenworth sells homes. I have I stoves best I got. Best I got. There's a stove in a home. Uh, anyway, so she, if you need to buy a home, sell a home, uh, thinking about it. You know, you're renting or you live with your folks and you're thinking about moving on your own or whatever. I, you know, all I know is this. I wish I could go back in time and have her as our first realtor because she's great. And 
she understands and she listens and she talks you through the process and she's great at communication. And of course, she sells 175 homes last year. That's pretty good. And just, you know, takes customer service. It's like an obsession, you know, in a good way. That and understanding the real estate market and specialized needs if you have them like estate sales or, you know, marriages are splitting up or whatever. There's all kinds of times you might need a realtor. You don't really want a realtor, but you have to, you know, okay. She's there for you. Christina Leavenworth and her team at Leavenworthy Realty, 723-9158. Gulf Coast businesses are set to lose over $5 million this month. I'm Nathan with Data Revolution, and this is your Cybersecurity Tip of the Month. It's the beginning of tax season, and scammers know the threat of an IRS audit gets people to pay. Know that the IRS will never initiate contact through email, and any email threatening an audit is just a scam. Businesses along the Gulf Coast trust Data Revolution for their cybersecurity and communications needs. Visit datarevs.com for more information. Serving overseas was just the beginning. We might be home from war, but our mission continues in communities all across the country. It's why we're out there in times of peace and crisis, providing meals to the hungry and supplies to the sick. It's why we're giving strength to those who are too weak and bringing resources to those without them. Service doesn't stop when we're done serving. It's what makes us the VFW. Learn more at VFW.org. It's News Radio Pensacola on 92.3, 95.3, AM 1620, the website, the app, or your smart device. It's news on your terms. I bet you've never smelled a real school bus before. Just let me hear some of that rock and roll music. Any old way you choose it. Got a backbeat, you can't lose it. We have been working on with our partners the Sunbelt Conference basketball um, extension. Um, in addition to that, we've, we're also working on Sunbelt Conference baseball. Um, so working on trying to get uh, the baseball championships here in Pensacola. This is uh, Laura McCullers uh, representing Pensacola Sports, talking with the uh, Tourism Development Commission. And uh, I was in leap with her, so she's fabulous, of course. Uh, and uh, talking about, you know, trying to get the Sunbelt basketball tournament to come back again after their current expires. And also some uh, spring exhibition soccer with the SEC, maybe. The SEC spring expedition games um, out of the SEC soccer championships. We have three SEC teams who want to come here and, and do a round robin style games. And um, this is April 5th through the 7th. Uh, one of those teams is the University of Florida, who has not had the opportunity to, to come to Pensacola um, or qualify for our championships here. Um, so we're really excited to, to welcome them to the area. Very cool. And we've got a uh, women's soccer tournament coming to Brosnaham in addition to the SEC one that's already there, right? Most very recently, we signed a two-year hosting um, agreement with the NAIA Women's Soccer Championships. Um, this is in December. It's for 2024. So this year in 2025, there'll be 16 teams coming here for a week um, out at Brosnahan. Great. Love to see that facility getting used more, especially since we put money into building that building out there. So uh, that's all very good news notes. Laura, I appreciate the update. 437-1620, 437-1620. Um, oh, I said something wrong on Friday, and I've been trying to at least 
acknowledge and apologize for it at least once an hour. Um, we were talking about the uh, appeal of the demolition for a temporary restraining order from the Malcolm Young gym, right? Um, you know, Teresa Hill and um, David Gunther and Jonathan Green and uh, Sherry Myers and I forget all the different people that are involved in this. Um, but anyway, um, I had said that the TRO was denied. That is not accurate. The... Um, the request to schedule a hearing for the TRO, temporary restraining order, was denied, saying that the request was legally insufficient. Um, of course, they can come back since it was uh, dismissed without prejudice. They can come back and ask again and ask better, and they will do so. So um, I apologize for getting that wrong. I was th- There are certain topics I just I don't like reporting on. Uh, one of them is like uh, crimes and stuff. Cause I just feel like I'm going to say something wrong and, you know, say something inaccurate about somebody. I never like that. Uh, you think, well, why do you talk to all the cops? I let them say it, <laughs> let them talk cause they have legal immunity. I'm, we're good. Um, but also a lot of times legal things like the very particulars of legal processes, as much as I love the law and study the law and understand things like the Supreme court and listen to the oral arguments and intend to listen to the one that's going to be today over the Florida law. Uh, on social media, there are still procedural parts of it where I'm like, oh, I got that wrong. I can't believe I got that wrong. Mm, I feel so bad. Anyway, so uh, just to want to correct, always want to correct something when I get it wrong. Four three seven sixteen twenty. Jake has traffic on the fives at eight fifty five. Well, we're looking great on our roadways this morning. I'm not seeing any major accidents or slowdowns to report. Uh, an accident ju- did just pop up on Highway ninety eight through Gulf Breeze. This is going looks like it's westbound, but it's off of the highway a little bit on Bayshore, so not really causing any tie ups there. Uh, otherwise, around town, I ten, I one ten checking in at posted speeds. Highway ninety coming out of Milton through Pace, and then on to Scenic. We're looking good there and Highway 29 South is accident-free. If you see anything out there on our roadways slowing us down, you can always call or text our traffic tip line. That number is 437-1620. I'm Jake Walker with your traffic on the fives. Thanks so much, Jake. Uh, The war in Ukraine, kind of an interesting note. Just for those of you who are um, particularly into military hardware and particularly into naval hardware like the uh, surveillance we have surveillance drones now but we have surveillance planes like the e2 hawkeye that runs around you know kind of the brain plane is what my son always calls it for the uh you know for the carrier group but uh russia apparently had eight of their version of that the a50 spy plane and they've now lost two of them they only have six it's not very many and if they lose another one they will not be able to have continuous 24-hour coverage apparently and here's here's the part that made me laugh a little bit was uh, bloggers uh, like Ukraine has claimed to have shot one down, okay, uh, and you know that's what they say. The Ukrainian Air Force claimed that it has shot down the A50U over the Sea of uh, Azov near uh, Promorsko Atarks. I don't know how to say this name. Anyway, um, that was the second one that they had claimed responsibility for destroying this year. Russian military bloggers said, "No, you didn't shoot it down." We shot it down. Friendly fire. <laughs> I'm not sure that's a better answer. But, I mean, whatever happened, happened. But, you know, that's maybe not rescuing the Russian military's reputation exactly to say, oh, no, you're totally wrong about that. We shot our own plane down this time. You don't get to claim that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, meanwhile, I this was so fascinating to me. The... um. Uh, the military, the Navy, our Navy, okay, is talking about ap- applying the concept, lessons learned, obviously, in Ukraine, uh, the water-based drones that they're using to attack these ships of Russia. That's the future. 
and the U.S. Navy is talking about massive numbers of water-based drones. We're not talking about drone ships, per se, but we're talking about fairly small things, and they're talking about, you know, hundreds of thousands of these things. And swarms of water and underwater, I guess, or surface maybe drones, things like that would deter China from invading Taiwan, kind of like mining the harbor in the old days. I don't know if they're meant to be surface-based or, uh, you know, or sub- submersible. Um, submersibles are going to always have, like, communications issues, right, to connecting with the surface. But this is the future, is, um, you know, having unmanned, whether it's aerial or water-based or anything else, is, you know, you're going to have, there's these force multipliers where you might have a ship and then 100 drones around the ship. It's just, that seems to be where we're going. The Navy's on board with this. 8.58 on News Radio 92.3, time for... Future news. news. That's when we tell you what's going to happen before it happens. All right. Uh, The ICMA 401A trial today, Uh, Pam Childers versus Escambia County commissioners. Uh, Do you think she has to pay it to them, or do you think that money is uh, not going to be lawfully allowed to come to them? I don't think it's going to be lawfully allowed to come to them. Yeah, I think the the court is going to decide that that constitutes a form of um, basically payment salary and therefore you can't mm. vote to give yourself more of that right uh, but we'll see it's a very weird program and uh, you know we've talked quite a bit about that in the past supreme court today here's the florida social media law that says they cannot pull down content or discriminate against accounts on the basis of viewpoint or geography what's the supreme court going to say about that they're going to uphold the florida law or they're going to side with the uh, uh the tech giants they're going to uphold our law i hope they uphold it yeah i want it to be upheld i have thoughts that it may not be but i certainly hope so uh, yeah. especially for the authors one of whom a uh, partial author is this uh, uh, our own um, alex uh, andrade state representative local talk in the morning five to nine with andrew mckay is on news radio 92.3 wnrp golf breeze milton pensacola